Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. All too often in our attempts to maintain religious freedom, we focus on what we expect God to do for us, and He certainly brings much power and guidance to the table. But we also need to factor in what we can do for God. We need to do our part. Well, what exactly is that? Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, was the featured speaker at the Miami Temple Seventh-day Adventist Church in February of 2011 and shared his thoughts on this important topic. On our broadcast today, I'd like to play for you a portion of that presentation. I think you'll find much inspiration and motivation in what he said. I know I certainly did. So sit back on this warm Florida morning and listen as Pastor Lincoln Steed identifies some avenues we can follow to be a part of the religious freedom movement, doing our part for God. I don't usually buy very many movies, but I was in a, I think it was a big lot store the other day, and I saw for a couple of dollars a story that, that as I read the back notes, it was the Disney movie based on the experiences of a young missionary, I won't say which church, a young missionary from Idaho to Tonga, way out in the middle of the, the South Pacific there, the area that I originally came from. I come from Australia, but the Pacific is off to the side there. This film that was called The Other Side of Heaven, told in a winsome way with, with, I don't even remember a bad word in it, but a story of incredible tests and challenges for a 19-year-old boy witnessing to people that, that, that was so strange and foreign that, that the culture in every regard was different than he knew. But there was one fantastic scene in that movie where uh, he'd gone out with, with uh, two of the church leaders, the local church leaders, in a little open boat many miles to another island and on the way, they got caught in a storm and a freak, almost tidal wave, collapsed the boat, smashed it and cast them into the open sea and the others disappeared. Obviously, uh, you would presume that, that he was saved and he was and the three of them were saved. But there was that scene where after the storm, he was alone just floundering around in an open sea, destined to drown. A young guy running out of uh, muscle strength. And here he's floundering, and, and as he drifts beneath the waves, they had his, his girlfriend that he was writing, corresponding to in Idaho, uh, wrote these words. And she said, are you well? Are you safe? Are you completely lost in the Lord's work? And he was drifting underwater as those words were read. The scriptures say, you find your life by losing it. I encourage you on to that quest. Lose yourself every last bit of yourself. It's pretty hard for me. You know, life's beat me around a bit because I haven't always followed that. But I, I'm more and more convinced as I get older and as I read and reread this great mix that, that we know as the Great Commission and as the, as, the, as the movement, the work, I'm more and more convinced that the answer lies in that. We have to lose ourselves and we have to become absolutely altruistic about those around us. Religious liberty, as I said, jumped up and reminded you, of course involves defending ourselves legally within uh, this country where the laws allow for such a thing. 
But can you imagine if you lived under a desperate dictatorship of some country where just to be a Christian is an offence? How are you going to defend yourself legally there? Of course not. There your only appeal is you stand up and you say, I do it because the Lord asks me to. But like Paul, who brought before Felix and Agrippa and, and, and we believe eventually Caesar as a Roman citizen, he had rights and he used those as a vehicle to proclaim ultimate liberty. And I, I do want to assure you that while we will defend you and that money that we put it to as best purpose as possible, we try to choose cases that we pursue to the very end that don't just have the chance of winning, they have a chance to proclaim and underscore our overall position. And some of those have set precedents. You know, one of the, the most telling cases was Estelle Sherbert, the Seventh-day Adventist working in a, uh, a textile plant in, in North Carolina uh, several decades ago. And that's gone into the legal law as, as laying down a model for accommodation that she, should, she got and others should get their Sabbath off. Even with that precedent in place, we're having troubles nowadays. But we, we need to defend ourselves. But that is not the real purpose. The real purpose is living the godly life and living it in spite of all the illiberal negative forces that would enslave us again. Elijah on Mount Carmel, that's the image of Seventh-day Adventism. When Jesus came, the Jews were still so enamored with Elijah that they asked him, are you Elijah? They asked John the Baptist, are you Elijah? But what does the Bible say? Elijah was a man of like flesh or like passions as we are. I believe that we each can accomplish for religious freedom, but ultimately for God, because that's what religious freedom is about. We can accomplish great things in the spirit and the power of Elijah. We need to be prepared, if necessary, to stand on some Mount Carmel. If necessary, while we might think, which will never be true, that we are the only one, stand and speak for God. Not to go along with it just because most people in our nominally Christian country, and remember, you know, we say this is a Christian country, but in, in Islam, they look back here and what do they see? Hollywood, a mosque or an Islamic cultural center, two or three blocks from ground zero. Forget about that. One or two blocks from ground zero, there are strip joints and, and, and you know, all of the things that for many onlookers describe this country, not Christianity. But since we claim to be Christian, that's what they see. We should be proclaiming liberty in God and liberty to serve God, not to be a libertine. I believe, as William Shakespeare said in one of his plays, uh, this is a moment we need to take advantage of. There was a, uh, a dialogue in Julius Caesar where, where you know, the, the, the pivotal moment was upon them. And he said this, he says, there is a tide. And I was thinking about this when I put this together because I mentioned the, this young man at sea, you know, the water. Water is always symbolic, uh, usually of peoples. And he says, there is a tide in the affairs of men. So he's using the figure of the, the you know, it was sailing ships, they used to have to go with the tide because you couldn't go against the tide. There is a tide in the affairs of men which taken by the flood leads on to fortune, omitted, all the voyage of their life is bound in shallows and miseries. On such a sea we are now afloat, and we must take the current when it serves or lose all our ventures. I've been convinced for decades now that the church has sort of been hanging back. 
I believe that God is waiting for us. I've been studying current events most of my adult life. I can remember in Australia when I was just barely out of college, I used to have a little 10-minute exercise in, in the 400-member uh, church across from our publishing house. And every week I would get up and something in the paper would, would show the prophecy was fulfilling. I, I can remember clearly getting up there when the Pope first visited the United States and bent down and kissed the ground. And the headline said, the Reformation is over. That's almost ancient history now. We need to understand that maybe all that's missing now between the last great final conflict is how we respond, not what external event takes place. We need to take that tide because it's the tide of the Lord's favor. He's still with us. Many people mention the television program that we have for religious liberty. It's wonderful to be part of that. We don't know statistically how many people watch it, but we know where that's broadcast, potentially billions of people. We have access through the media that we never had before. In Washington and many other countries, and in, even at the United Nations where we have a full-time representative, we have access to people that we have never had before. They listen to us. Remember that quote? They know that something is about to happen. We should tell them. And with religious liberty, I believe it's our privilege. I want to remind you of a powerful scene from the book of Acts, Acts 4. Peter and John, uh, recently from the upper room, recently from the tongues of fire that fell on them, because before that, that, you know, they were worse than we are in our worst times. They were cowards. They were absolute uh, frustrators of the will of God, even though God had chosen them to be his close companions. You know, the 12 apostles, the one that betrayed him. But here, after Pentecost, they reappear at the temple, come through the gate beautiful, uh, they're accosted by a beggar. You know, you don't have to go to the third world to see them. I got into my motel late last night, so I didn't see the intersections here. But where I live, they're begging at the intersections. It's the same world as it was back in, in, uh, in, in Peter and John's day. And they said, we cannot give you money, but what we have, we give you. And they healed him. In the name of Jesus, whom you crucified, they said to the gathered crowd. The authorities came, were troubled by them, arrested them, and they said to them quite distinctly, if you read that, that record, they said, cease to speak of this Jesus or we will do to you as we did to him. But they feared the crowd a little, so they warned them and let them go. The thing I want to share with you, and you can read it there, it's a, it's a powerful sequence. They went back to the fellow believers, as we often have missionaries come, as you'll hear them shortly, I'm sure, coming from Egypt, telling of some rather hair-raising experiences with their neighbours and so on, I'm sure. And you can hear from many countries, as we heard during the Soviet Union days. Overt persecution is happening around the world right now. But they went back, uh, in the time of Peter and John, they went back to the believers, they reported to them what had happened, they prayed together, and as you read their prayer, it's pretty much a report. They said, Lord, you've heard their threatenings. If you don't remember that story, you want to guess what they prayed for? I remember in Australia as a, little, as a young fellow, we were praying that God would spare our members in Colombia. They were being persecuted. And, and, and we prayed that God would ease their lot. I know now that is not the prayer to pray. 
because they prayed and they said to God, you've heard their threatenings, now therefore give us all boldness to present thy name with all power and wonders. And it says when their prayer finished, the building they were in was shaken and they went out and they performed those wonders. Religious liberty will protect you, but it is not what we're about. We have to be about empowering each other through the power of God to go out and proclaim liberty throughout the land. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, speaking to a large, very appreciative audience on a Sabbath morning at the Miami Temple Seventh-day Adventist Church in early 2011. Beautiful words of wisdom and inspiration. I want to remind you of the Liberty Magazine website. That's www.libertymagazine.org. Lots of resources there and an opportunity to subscribe to Liberty for yourself or someone you believe would benefit from receiving it. That's libertymagazine.org. Until next time, this is Charles Mills inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.